With all the recent school closures, social distancing, and changes to our daily routines, do you notice your child getting more upset? Is your child acting out more than usual? And do you wonder if an increase in negative behavior is normal, given what's going on today? So the big question is this. How do we navigate through the mountain of overwhelming, often contradictory, and sometimes false parenting information we find online? What parenting information should you believe and apply, and what should you reject? That is the big question, and in this podcast, we will help you understand what underlies your child's behavior and explain how to react in a way that favors your child's optimal development. I'm Alexandra Scherzer, and welcome to the Wise Parenting Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the second episode of our series on how to parent in uncertain times, why your child may be acting out more. If you missed it, our first topic in in this series was on how all the recent changes to our daily routines have many of us feeling as though we've lost control. In this last episode, episode 32, we discuss what you can do as far as your parenting goes if this is how you're feeling. As I mentioned in this first episode of the series, parenting is a difficult job, even on a good day. And that's why my mom, Dr. Solomon, and I are focusing on this series right now. Parents are struggling. They're looking for guidance in these uncertain times. Probably just like many of you, I'm talking to, texting with, and FaceTiming friends every day. Most of them parents as well. I'm reading blog posts and comments on parenting Facebook groups. It became clear very quickly actually, that parents are concerned about similar parenting issues. So I've taken these, these main threads from what I'm hearing and reading online, and I've discussed them with my mom so that we can put the series together for you to address your main concerns as best we can from this platform. Our mission here on the Wise Parenting Podcast, on our social media accounts at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, and in our Wise Parenting Academy, is to give parents science-based parenting information so that they feel clearer, more at ease, and more confident about their parenting decisions. If your parenting concerns extend beyond what we've addressed in our series, please reach out in a DM on Instagram. Our handle is at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, all one word, and we'll do what we can to help you out. So on to today's episode. With everything that is going on today, with such uncertainty in the world, with schedules turned upside down, and with everything that is involved in extreme social distancing, you may notice that your children are starting to express more negative emotions, often through negative behavior, compared to an average day a couple of weeks ago. So why is this happening? It's happening for several reasons. One reason it's happening is because with schools and daycares closed and many parents working from home, families have lost their morning routine of rushing to get out the door in order to get everyone to school and to work on time. As a result, mornings may have become more lax, even bedtime routines as well. So along with your children's day routines being turned upside down, your children's sleeping times may have as well. The problem here is that children often won't sleep later, even if they've gone to bed later. 
as a general rule. So they're tired. They are tired because they may be sleeping fewer hours. They are tired because they may not be napping as long or at the same time as before. They may be tired because they are spending energy simply adapting to the changes in their new routine. And oddly enough, they may be tired because they may not be using as much energy throughout the day as they did in daycare or school. The bottom line is that they're tired, and feeling tired can lead to them feeling more negative emotions and therefore behaving more negatively. Tiredness can increase crankiness, it can increase feelings of anger and fear, and then these emotions influence their behavior in negative ways. So you should try your best to stick to a consistent bedtime routine, bedtime and even nap time if it applies, and try to make it as similar as possible to what it was before the coronavirus threw us all off kilter. This way you can help your children get the important rest they need. It will take a few days, but your children will feel better, and you will too. A second reason why your child's behavior may have changed in a negative way is that the routine they had adapted to, the things they expected to happen as their day progressed, now don't happen, or happen at a different time, or in a different way. They are not going on outings. They are not going to nursery school. Their sitter isn't coming over. They aren't seeing their grandparents. They aren't having playdates. Children feel secure when things occur as they got used to them occurring. They are thrown when many changes in their routine happen within a short period of time. They feel uneasy. When they're young, around five and under, and they feel uneasy, they can't express their uneasiness in words as an older child or an adult would. Instead, it comes out in their behavior. Behavior such as whining, crying, hitting, having a tantrum, or wanting to be carried around. If you find your child is acting out more recently, if you find your child is expressing greater negative emotions, then chances are what you're noticing is this type of behavior. More whining, crying, hitting, tantrums, and wanting to be carried. In fact, children's behavior will change to anything that will get them more care and attention. This is a normal reaction. Not only is it normal, but it can even be expected because getting attention helps to decrease a child's feelings of unease. So if your child is behaving more negatively than usual, she's most likely telling you, quite indirectly, that she needs more positive attention from you. And giving her more positive attention when she's acting out by whining, crying, hitting, throwing a tantrum and demanding to be carried will help her feel more secure and will eventually help to improve her behavior. The third reason why your child may be acting out more is perhaps the most important reason we will bring up today. It is closely related to the second reason and has everything to do with your child needing to feel secure. In fact, this reason may be the underlying reason, the common thread, to most, if not all, of the negative behavior you may be noticing. It stems from the fact that parents are very stressed right now. We are only a couple of weeks into all these sudden changes to our lives, and parents are still processing what is happening. Everyone is just trying to keep up with how quickly things are changing. Parents are worried about what's to come, and they are overwhelmed 
by it all at the moment. Now, we certainly understand that parents are being pulled in many directions. And parents also have to maintain social distance throughout all of these changes. So they can't even get together with friends or just get out to get a breather as they normally would. It is a scary time to be a parent. Parents are worried about their own health and their ability to take care of their children. They are worried about their parents. They are worried about how they will pay their bills. They're worried about having to continue to work with their children out of daycare and school. They're worried about keeping their job. And the list goes on and on. All of this while taking care of their children and carrying on with their regular household tasks. Children are very perceptive, and they're very good at picking up on their parents' emotions. Even if parents are trying to shield their children from seeing how stressed, anxious, and scared they really are, their children are probably sensing these feelings, to a certain extent. Given all of the stresses on you, even if you are trying your best to handle everything calmly and positively, your children are likely picking up on at least some of it. So how do your emotions, your stresses, and your children picking up on your anxieties impact their behavior? As we mentioned earlier, it comes down to their sense of security. When children pick up on and sense that their parents are feeling strong negative emotions, they are more likely to begin feeling less secure. And so, again, they act out to get attention because attention helps them feel more secure. For children, any attention, even negative attention, makes them feel more secure. Of course, we are not in any way suggesting that you should give your child negative attention, but this is a very important link for parents to understand why their children may be acting out more in the last week or so. Your children sense your emotions, and they will take on, in large part, the same feelings they are picking up from you. As they begin to feel more of these negative emotions, like anxiety, fear, anger, sadness, etc., they begin to feel less secure. And the way that children behave to feel more secure is to seek attention. If they can't get positive attention, then they will seek negative attention because the way that it works is that any attention, good or bad, will help them to feel more secure. So far, we're looking at the here and now, the negative behavior and the negative emotions that parents are experiencing at home. But helping your child to feel more secure is something that parents must continually work at. Although secure attachment is established by the end of the first year, it can waver and change over time, depending on the child's experiences. For more on attachment and the importance of secure attachment, listen back to episode 13. Part of what we explain in that episode is the potential long-term consequences of how secure a young child feels. Something else that can be helpful to be aware of, if we're looking at the long run, is this. As the threat posed by the coronavirus decreases and eventually disappears, most adults will return to normal functioning, and this period in our lives will not have permanent or very long-term negative effects on our emotions. But it's different for young children. Fears and feelings of anxiety that they have when they are very young do not easily disappear when the situation changes. And so they may suffer long-term consequences from them. So 
When we discussed how your children may be tired at the top of this episode, the solution was somewhat clear and simple for parents to implement at home. Now, looking at the last two reasons, the third one in particular, and looking at what parents can do to help their children to feel more secure during these uncertain times when they themselves are feeling stressed and overwhelmed, well, the solutions may not seem as clear-cut and easy to implement. But there are good solutions that will be beneficial to your children and to your family as a whole, both in the short and the long term. As we went over in the first episode in this series, although it may feel at times as though we have lost control, there are many things we are still in control of. And these are things that are particularly important to pay attention to if we don't want our little ones to become afraid, feel anxious, or stressed out. Beyond the points we addressed in the first episode of the series, there are other aspects that parents are in control of and can focus on to help decrease the impact that their negative emotions may have on their children. The first is actually the S in our wise parenting formula, and it is to work at being more self-aware. In light of COVID-19, this can include a few different things. Be aware of the words you choose to use to describe your day, what you're doing, how you're feeling, etc. And this applies for when you're speaking directly to your children, but also when you're speaking to someone else and you're either with or are in earshot of your children. They are always listening. So you can swap out adult terms like isolation and quarantine to something more simple like staying at home. Instead of referring to the future as a big unknown, like if we ever get back to our normal routine or however it takes to have our old life back, you can say something like when we start going out more or the week that we go back to school. Also, words like trapped and stuck can really influence your children in a negative way, even if you say it part jokingly. So be sure to use more neutral terms to describe your current situation. Again, like speaking about spending time at home or staying at home with your family. Another way to look at it is to try to emphasize what you can do instead of what you can't. So instead of saying something like, you can't have a play date or we can't visit grandma and grandpa, speak more about what you can do, like let's FaceTime with your friend or let's call grandma. Another idea is to try to use muted descriptors when speaking to friends and family during the day. They are living through this pandemic as well. They will understand what you mean if your words aren't as strong as theirs. Similar to the point we made in the first episode, it may be helpful for some to quite literally take notes and write down the terms they are currently using as descriptors throughout the day. Doing this will help you to catch yourself when you're about to use a more negative adjective. Also, when you write your list, you can also think about and write down more positive descriptors that you can use. Looking at this list will help prompt you to actually use those terms when you need to. And the more you change your choice of words, the more easily the newer set of terms will come to you. It may take a bit of time, especially because we are listening to media sources that use more alarmist phrases, but it's possible and important to look at changing your choice of words, even if it takes a bit more time and effort for it to feel natural. 
A major point here is that you are modeling how to manage negative emotions for your children. They are watching you and taking cues from you throughout the day. You are their model for how to react and how to express how you feel. Modeling is a huge topic in itself, and we talk about it in episodes 14 and 15, within the context of sharing and good table manners. But the take-home message about modeling for this episode is that you are showing your children, day in and day out, how to express your negative emotions, ideally in a positive way, and that you can manage your negative emotions in a way that doesn't lead you to behaving negatively. Also, your children are noticing your behavior, not just your emotions. So watching the news 24-7, frantically planning and prepping to get more provisions, washing your hands or cleaning in a stressful way, and talking on the phone with friends or relatives about how difficult your days are, all when your children are with you or with an earshot, can have a negative impact on them. They are picking up on all of it. So try to watch the news at the end of the day, when they're sleeping, or while they nap. Besides, watching the news day in and day out can make you more anxious too, so take care of yourself as well, and try to limit your news intake to a level that doesn't cause extreme angst and stress. You can try catching up on the news if you want, by reading instead of watching or listening. That way, you're helping to avoid create an environment that sounds and feels serious and on high alert for most of the day. Use earphones if necessary. What we're trying to get across here is that this is an optimal time to boost your self-awareness. Really try to take in what kind of atmosphere you're creating at home in your new daily routine. We'll discuss this more in a later episode in this series, but children of different ages will be impacted differently by your tone of voice, your body language, and especially your facial expressions. In general, you should set yourself up in how you get your news, how you discuss the latest developments, and how you talk about what's worrying you, etc., either when your children are sleeping or out of hearing range. Even if you are reading an article or captions on a video that they can't hear, they are watching your face and will believe your expressions more than they will your words. So be mindful of this as well. And here's a final point that can help many parents. When you don't have your children by your side, make a point to share your fears and worries with your significant other or with a trusted friend. Make a point of doing this regularly. So far, we've talked about you, the parent, as a model for managing negative emotions to your children. So take this point to heart. It is important for your emotional state to talk about your worries and fears. Be sure to do so. Doing this will help you to keep better control of your negative emotions as the days go by, and this will help you to be able to protect your children by being able to act more positively with and around them. This now wraps up this second episode in our series on how to parent in uncertain times. Today, we had a closer look at why your children may be acting out more recently. Understanding why your children may be acting out more means understanding what they're currently struggling with and accepting that certain responses are normal and even to be expected. So first, start to pay attention to their sleep schedules, both at night and for naps. Doing what you can for your children to help them get the sleep they need will help remove a big factor from their negative behavior. 
Second is to tune into how secure your child is feeling. Or to put it another way, are they showing signs that they feel uneasy? You should be able to recognize these signs more clearly now after having listened to this episode. Then, look at some main ways you can help to make them feel safer and more secure. Look at the atmosphere you are creating at home. Anything from the news being on TV for hours at a time, to the words you choose to describe your day, either directly to your friends or to others on FaceTime or on the phone. There are many small changes you can make at home that will add up to a big change in the atmosphere your children are experiencing. Then, beyond this, if your child continues to show that she's feeling more uneasy than usual, check in with your emotions and how you're expressing any negative feelings you may be having. Be sure to have your own adult outlet away from your children to express your fears, worries, or thoughts about what's going on. And finally, show your children empathy. Ensure that they know that you are listening, you hear them, and you see how they're feeling. We touched on many points today, so we hope that you'll be able to identify the points that will have the biggest impact for you to begin working on. Small changes at a time, slowly and consistently, you can most definitely help your children to feel safer and more secure and influence how they will weather this storm, emotionally speaking, both in the short and long term. An increase in negative behavior is an important indication of how they're feeling and what's going on inside their little heads. So lean in and work on the aspects that you think will help them the most to start feeling more secure. We hope that you found today's podcast helpful. Come say hi on social. Our Facebook and Instagram accounts are at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, all one word. You can subscribe to the Wise Parenting Podcast on any podcast app, including Spotify, the Apple and Google Podcast apps, or wherever you listen. Parenting advice keeps changing on us, depending on what you read and who you listen to. This is making parents feel like they're doing a bad job. And worst of all, many parents today don't know who to trust for what is probably the most important job they'll ever have. So if you're the parent of a young child and you would like to feel clearer, more confident, and more at ease about your parenting decisions, then the Wise Parenting Academy can help you get there. With on-demand access to foundation lectures and seminars in digital, print, and audio, as well as exclusive one-on-one guidance from Dr. Solomon, the Wise Parenting Academy is the perfect next step to building the best long-term outcomes for your child. Come check us out at thewiseparentingacademy.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us again.